Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dana Buckler Show. I'm your host, Dana, and I am joined once again by my friend, Bill Searcy. Bill, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dana. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you back. It's uh, we're, we're getting this done a little bit quicker than mm-hmm. the last time. We did the comedy, excuse me, we did the sports movie draft, and then it was almost a year before we did the comedy draft. And it's only been, what, about six weeks? Yeah, I, months? I, I feel like I didn't you know, screw anything up. You had me back. So I, I appreciate to be here. Absolutely. Everybody really enjoyed it. So we were kicking around the ideas of what we were going to do for our next draft. And had I known how challenging this was going to be, I might have deferred this one or sort of kicked the can down the road and say, let's do something else. But we 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 did action movies this time. And I don't know about you, Bill, because we really haven't discussed it. But did you find this to be a challenging uh, list to put together? Yeah, well, it, it's almost impossible because if you, if you think about it, when you first said, "Oh yeah, let's do action movies," I'm like, oh, "All right, that's cool. I can." You know, we started with sports. We got you know, we gave me something easy because you know that's my background. But now now that we're doing these drafts with other genres, I'm like, action movie, cool. I can do that, sure. And then I started looking at movies, and there's multiple genres of action movies and and how do you even begin to sort of break them down there's action action adventure sci-fi action action horror and i was just going oh my goodness i've really done a number on this one but regardless of that there were a few definitive ones that when we said action movies i said to myself well i I know four that will make my list Uh no matter what so i I feel confident that my first three or four picks are going to be what i'll call no-brainers for me but if this is your first time listening to the draft series that we do there's a lot of people that will will put together their 10 favorite movies or 10 favorite comedies 10 favorite whatever genre We've decided instead of just doing a list of movies that what we do here is we actually draft our favorite movies. So when we pick a movie, it is off the board. So if I pick a movie, Bill cannot add that to his list of his 10 favorite action films. We want to add a little bit of a challenge to this. Oh, yeah. And and it started with the sports movies and we were trying to tie in like, you know, a fantasy football draft or the NFL draft or just trying to pick pick your uh, team and and uh now i think uh we're off and running here we can we're way past sports now we can do this with any genre exactly and and so we had a coin toss would you agree bill we had a coin toss yeah so if, if you're following our uh you know shows that we've done in the past um dana has like kind of uh just sprung on the coin flip uh outside before we got into the the studio and and uh, today, uh, he did not surprise me. He let me flip the coin, and I was in full control of everything except fate. And fate won again. We flipped it. Uh, I flipped it. I let Dana call it. He called heads, and what what turned up? We have heads, so yeah. I am now three and oh on the coin toss yeah the the, the uh, vegas odds for next draft is going to be like you know i'm i'm going to be definitely the underdog on the f- coin flip absolutely okay so no time like the present to go ahead and get started yeah. so i have the first pick you're on the this, clock dana i am on the clock and this is an incredibly challenging draft we are doing action films and i was trying to feel like put together like some type of criteria do I, is it something that I've watched multiple times? Is it something that I've seen in the theater? Is it something I want to watch? I mean, it's just, I was stressing myself out. And then I said, no, wait a second. There's a few that are just definitive. So 
for my number one pick of my favorite action films. Man. All right. This, this, yeah. This is actually, it came down to three. Okay. All right. And so I rewatched all three of these movies over the past week mm-hmm. and loved all three of them. But I said to myself, no, this is the one. This is, this the is one. it. This like, is, it's, it's, you couldn't live with yourself if, if you didn't I didn't have pick this one. this one. And that's going to be 1988's Die Hard. Oh. Directed by John McTiernan, starring Bruce Willis, who really, to understand Bruce Willis back then, he was on the show Moonlighting. He wasn't the Bruce Willis as we know him today. Sure. And the studio really wanted him. The director, John McTiernan, really wanted Bruce Willis. And he got paid an unheard of five million dollars for that role back in 1988 and he was not a bankable movie star well he turned into one because of that die hard is a damn near perfect action movie it is because what it did was it it busted out the genre it broke out the genre it changed the genre leading up to that you know an action star was you know, invincible, never ran out of bullets, was never vulnerable, didn't bleed, you know, right, if you will. Right. And so John McClane, he was a New York City cop traveling out to Los Angeles, kind of the everyman. He was somebody the audience could identify with. Right. That was completely different. And that was a game changer. And it has one of the best movie villains of all time, Alan Rickman's Hans Gruber. So, Bill. Your thoughts on on Die Hard? No, yeah, I remember going to the movie theater, and um, you know what what triggered me watching it, besides all the action and and all the you know the gunfights and fighting, was some of the comedy too. Like a lot of these action movies have funny lines, or so a lot a lot of the lines we would always kind of replicate. So that that's one thing that always kind of stuck with me too. Besides how awesome it was and how it really connected, you know, the time and the era was just some of the funny things. I know I've told you I went out to Los Angeles last February. Oh right, right. And uh, when we landed at the airport, we got in the car and we were driving on the four hundred five. And this was my first time in Los Angeles. And we got the exit. The exit we got off of, we're heading towards Beverly Hills and West Hollywood. And I look out the front window right. and there a half a mile down the road was Nakatomi Plaza. Did you have a Twinkie in your hand or no? no I Twinkies? didn't have it. No okay. Twinkie. Okay. But, but to me, more so than the Hollywood sign, the Capitol Records building, you know, these famous landmarks, that was what I was most excited about. That, that made me realize, okay, that's a real building. That's pretty wild. And it was it was like just the highlight of the trip. No, sure. I that shouldn't say it was the highlight of the trip. We went to some amazing restaurants. I met some amazing people, but that was sort of kicked off. That's cool. Th- how amazing Los Angeles was. And and as like an action like scene, like one of the big scenes, you know, when he's when he jumps off the building. Yeah, yeah, when he jumps off and then when the other guy goes down too. I yeah. you know, spoiler alert, I don't know how, you know, how, I don't want to. Well, I, I think mean, we I should say. say um, yeah. I think we should spoil an alert for every movie no, we're talking okay. about. So. so when he's like Hans is falling, yeah. It, I, I'm, you know, it was early on on you know some of these action scenes um, with like the new technology that it looked real. Oh yeah, right. And he he was falling because I remember you know seeing somewhere he was had a cable and he was falling, but they kind of hit it with the fire and all this other stuff, so you really didn't see it. Yeah, no, it was awesome. I mean, and just a, just a great great villain, great movie. We could go on and on, but Bill, I got to oh, yeah. turn it over to you for your number one pick. 
Oh my gosh. I, th- so same thing criteria. I looked at each genre of action movies. It, was it something that I watched a, you know, a million times? Is it something I could rewatch? Uh, even from sci-fi to westerns to crime to comedy duo, all these action genres. Um, I, so, so what I'm going to do is engage my group. So I, I threw out a question to, uh, I, I'm in a, a golf group. We call ourselves the Turnpike Cup. And I want to engage my guys because I'm going to try to get them all to listen to the show. And I might as well make our pick first. Um, and maybe they'll actually listen to me ramble here for the next, you know, 35, 45 minutes. So I'm going to make our Turnpike Cup uh, pick. So, so my number this one This is your pick. number one this pick. Is my this pick also represents your golf club. <laughs> on, be- on behalf of the Turnpike Cup at CCO, we uh, had the most votes. We've decided that we're going to pick John Wick. And go with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and I rewatched um, just the trailer because I've seen all of them. Awesome action movie, great fight scenes, unreal. I rewatched the trailer of just the first one today, and I couldn't believe how good it is. And they're all great, and the story behind it's cool. But even just the trailer of John Wick One, I was like, I got to watch this again. So I'm going to rewatch it. But I know how awesome it is. So boys, Turnpike Cup. We got John Wick. So John Wick came out in 2014. And for whatever reason, I know I've said this on the show before, but for whatever reason, I didn't see it when the movie came out. I was just, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know if I was in this weird phase where Keanu Reeves wasn't like the biggest bankable star for me. I'm like, eh, you know, right. you know I'll, I'll catch that. And then there was this buzz everyone's like no you need to see this john wick movie and right. so i it came out in 2014 i think it was late 2015 almost two years i finally just one sunday evening i had nothing to do i put the movie on and i was like and it was right around the time when john wick 2 was getting ready to come out mm-hmm. and uh i was like oh 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 no this is incredible yeah and, I, i'm the same as you same as you and I- what made it incredible was the way the movie was filmed the way it was shot i look at and this is not a dig on the Marvel movies, but look at a movie like Captain America Winter Soldier. Some of those fight scenes right. will have 35 edits in a 45-second scene. Like, the camera keeps going here, here, here. Uh-huh. The camera's going here. Whereas John Wick, you'd have Keanu walking down a hallway, and it's a steady shot of him, and he's he's fighting these guys, he's shooting these guys, and the camera right. never breaks. And I'm like, oh, this is dynamic filmmaking. And it's a, it's a no-holds-barred super R-rated movie. And honestly, all three movies can be lumped into one. Sure. What, that's the, the, maybe that's the, the other cool thing about it, that they're, they're, they're all connected. The so same much. director, same writer, same uh-huh. star, same cast. And they literally pick up where the last one left off. So it's one giant trilogy of that's a film. Cool. And believe me, when I saw, when I tell you, I saw John Wick 2 and definitely John Wick 3 in the theater. And I don't regret it. So that's a great pick. All right. Good job, boys. Okay, so now I'm on the hook for number two. So this is, a God, again, one of the toughest lists I've ever had to put together. But I think I, I can comfortably tell you that my number two pick, the best action movies of all, my favorite action movies of all time, and I rewatched this this past week, and, you know, what defines an action movie for me? Okay, great action sequences, great stunts, Great practical effects. Like, uh, you know, I've made no bones about the fact that I'm not crazy about CGI. Right. You know, uh, you look at something. That's too easy. Too easy. 
Look at something like the, you know, the the later Fast and the Furious movies where, you know, like, all right, I don't even think those cars are real. And <laughs> and then I'm thinking, what movies have done great car chase scenes? And oh, and I, I just don't thought about there. I thought about 1996's Oof. Michael Bay directed starring Nicolas Cage. Ed Harris, oh, and Sean Connery. Golly. I've got to go with 1996's The Rock. Oh, that's on my list. Which I saw in the theater. You suck. As an 18-year-old. And I remember, see, Michael Bay had directed Bad Boys the year before with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, which I thought was a, a, a really stylized, great action you film. You mean Mike Lowry. Exactly. Mike Lowry. And I didn't correlate when I saw The Rock, that it was the same director. Because Michael Bay, that name didn't really mean anything to me. At that back, point. At that then, point. Yeah. So I'm watching The Rock, and I'm like, who is this? Who is making this movie? It's amazing. Just the chase scene with the Hummer and the Ferrari is uh-huh. worth the price of admission, let alone the fact that they shot this thing on Alcatraz. It has an incredible supporting cast, great performances, great action scenes, and some really funny moments in it. I mean, oh, yeah. Sean Connery is great in this He's movie. He's awesome. Nick Cage is awesome. Uh, you know, it's just, oh, so just, funny. So and, good. And it was just that period of that mid-90s when we were getting really stellar, again, R-rated action films. Right. With practical effects, there's a little bit of CGI towards the end, but other than that, I mean, it is on set. I love that movie. So oh, great pick. The Rock is my number two pick. I, I love it. Welcome to The Rock. Yeah, Sean Connery is cool in that. Great movie. It's on my list. Well done, sir. All right, number two on your list. All right, so now I, I've given my you know boys their uh, their pick, and now now I'm gonna have to just start going to my list. Um, I actually tried to, one of my, uh, criteria was I tried to stay away from like giant, uh, sequel trilogy movies. I, those are too easy for me. A, a lot of my picks, I'm hoping that, you know, are movies that, uh, maybe half the listeners never even heard of or never even saw. So I'm going to go totally, um, off. Like if, if you just Googled top 10 or top 100 action movies, <laughs> mine might be down, down the way a little bit, but I'm going to go with like, I think my oldest, this is the oldest movie on my list. I was pretty young at the time. My family has some martial arts type background. Oh, no. So it, oh, no. Now, this is, no, no, you, no. I guarantee you don't have this on this. I, you okay. do not have this. All right. Movie. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Martial, I, have, uh-huh. I have an older art martial arts right. film on my big board. I doubt that this is on there. Okay. But it could, it could okay. be. Okay. But again, tough guy. Man's man, alpha male, two villains, action, blow up, hand grenades, crossbow, uh, machine guns, gambling, everything. Oh, you know, yeah. Texas, Texas Ranger. You've got me. Oh, oh, Texas Ranger and Kung Fu, karate. Well, I already know who you're talking about. Okay. So, all right. So I grew up. My dad thought this guy was cool. My uncle thought this guy was cool. And he is cool. There's a lot of jokes today how tough this guy is. Uh, Chuck Norris made this in 1983. I love some of the scenes in this movie. I'm putting Lone Wolf McQuaid on my list because it's been something I've watched my whole life. And this is going to come as a shocker to you. That better not be the one you... No. Okay, good. You've never seen it. I've never seen Lone Wolf, Lone Wolf McQuaid. I'm <laughs> very familiar with it. I'm a big Chuck Norris guy in yeah. the sense that I love a lot of his canon films. Uh, sure. You know, Invasion USA, Delta Force, uh, a lot miss, of... Miss, missing in Action. Missing in Action. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, funny little story about... Not to go 
on a sidetrack sure. here, Missing in Action 1 and 2 were actually filmed at the same time, and Missing in Action 2 was actually supposed to be <laughs> 1, but they flipped it. It's a long That's story, so but there's yeah. a great documentary called uh, uh, Electric Boogaloo. Okay. Uh, it's about it's about the canon, the entire all the canon films. Anyway, I'm going okay. off on a no. That's good. So, Lone Wolf McQuaid has some really iconic, and and again, I bet most people haven't even heard of this movie or seen it or heard about it. Um, but I've seen it like probably thirty times. But there's a scene where they bury him. So he has this supercharger Ram truck that's just badass, right? And they bury the whole thing in dirt. And like, there's a scene where he cracks a beer and pours it all over his face and gets, oh, that's awesome. But, uh, to the music. So like, I get chills hearing kind of how they tied some of the music into the fight scenes too. I, I, it, it, there are some super cheesy parts to this movie when they throw a hand grenade and some stuff's kind of cheesy, but, um, overall, all real real stunt man i think he's doing a lot of his stunts too so um i don't know i'd be interested to see what you think about it uh i'm gonna add that to the short list of movies to watch cool he's a badass he's uh, a badass oh yeah no uh, no he's I'll, an alpha male in this thing for he's sure. great he's great all right so that was your number two pick yes okay so uh let's see i've got back on the clock here so i'm going through a few lists again there's so many of these what i call like no-brainers but there's a few here that i, I want to make sure i get on the list i know so, yeah see you have so, a reputation of you know i i nobody knows who i am i i yeah. could just say any movie and be like you know not piss off anyone you're gonna have to pick some movies just uh that I might not even look at. So I'm going to go sci-fi horror on this one. Okay. All right. So look, I make no, again, I'm a huge, huge James Cameron fan. Yeah. Of course. And I'm really flip-flopping between two of his movies, one that came out in 1986 and one that came out in 1991. And rewatching both of them over the past month, I love them both almost equally. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to I'm giving I'm giving this one the slight edge simply because I think the performances, especially by the lead actress, are so damn good. And the action scenes are so intense in some parts, especially the the, the climactic final battle. Uh, I'm going to go with 1986's Aliens, directed by James Cameron, starring Sigourney Weaver, Bill Paxton, Paul Reiser, Michael Bean, Lance Hendrickson. I mean... Yeah. Is there an argument that this could be a damn near perfect movie? I think so. I've said multiple times that I think this movie could be released as is, no changes, in 2021, and would probably still garner the same yeah. amazing response that it got. So Aliens has to go on my list. It's got to make my top five. So it's no, on I, there at number three. And what I take away from that one was I, I was scared as shit when I watched that when I was little. I saw that when I was probably too young. <laughs> scared as hell. It's uh, when's the last yeah. time you watched it? Uh, like the Alien, the first one? No, Aliens. Oh, that's the second one. That's the second one. That's the one I'm putting on my list here. I probably saw it once, like you know, when it came out. You need to rewatch yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, Bill, that's yeah. it's been 35 years since that film came out, 1986. Uh, it is, Aliens Two came out in '86. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, and it has some of the, and that's wow. it was only technically james cameron's second film well technically his third he did a movie called piranha Two: the spawning Ooh. where he only directed he was only working for like a week and he was fired <laughs> then he did the terminator in 1984 and on the strength of that wow. he was he, he he wrote the script for aliens but the producers said 
we're going to have you write the script. We love your, your concept. But if your, your movie, the Terminator comes out and it does well, we're going to let you direct this movie as well. And so the <laughs> I think term- he did okay. Yeah, the Terminator came out and they, they gave him the opportunity to direct it. Uh, what's funny is when he was filming the movie at Pinewood Studios over in the UK, you know, that the people that work there, they're all just union guys, the carpenters, the painters, the electricians, all that stuff. Right. They couldn't stand James Cameron. Like, who is this guy? Well, they're not used to uh, somebody in charge like that. Well, no, it's like, not even that. It's what, just like, what, yeah. it's, they're, they're, they, you know, because Cameron, he has a reputation for being really like, like, go, go, go. Like, okay. constantly, like, he, he'll work people. Well, they hated that. They hated it. <laughs> yeah. Work. Yeah. So, he... um <laughs> He they they hated working with him, okay, and he, yeah. he he had said that he would never shoot a movie over there again, and he never did. Well, there you go. That, now, one of our old rules was if, like, let's say you said Aliens two or Aliens, mm-hmm. you get all of them. I guess I do get yeah, all. Yeah, Die of Hard. Them. You get all the Die Hards. That's well, our old rule because we did that. I think with uh, one of our other, I thought, or at least we talked about it. Well, that's a, I so think you're that, getting them. You're getting all. Like of you've them. got the John Wick movies. Yeah, I've got the Die Hard movies. I've got the Alien movies. Well, well, if that's the case, I'd like to just go back real quick and go say, ahead. Yeah, you're say, getting them all, and, and say that in reference to the Die Hard films, Die Hard one, obviously amazing. I like Die Hard two. I watched Die Hard with a Vengeance yesterday. Love that movie. What's the one where they were in New York City? That's Die Hard with a Vengeance with yes. Sam Jackson. That's Love a it. great awesome. movie. That great movie. Uh, Live Free or Die Hard. I can uh, take it or leave it if it's if I'm just laying around the house on a lazy Sunday That's afternoon. It. It's on TV. I'll I'll leave it on. Right. But um, and then a good day to Die Hard. Whew. No, no, no. So you just watched. The, the third one in New yeah. York City. Yeah, which I saw in the theater twice in Sam 95. Jackson, right? He's yeah. in there? Okay. So the scene when he has a three-gallon jug and a five-gallon jug, yeah. and you need to get exactly four gallons of water in five. Do you remember how he got it? Do you uh, remember that? Oh, uh, goodness. <laughs> I, no, I used to work out how I would get it. Yeah, yeah. There was like, there's two ways you could there's, actually do it. There's two ways to do it, but we're not... We, 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 <laughs> I know, I know. We'll, we'll talk about this. But off. I love that. We okay. will. That's, that's a good one. So, all right. So we're on to your number three pick. So I'm going to keep doing these, uh, you know, I got, I got my big one out of the way. Now I'm just going to roll with all, all right. these Bill Searcy favorites that uh, potentially you either never heard of or have never seen. So I'm going to go probably with my um, number one movie that I've downloaded and rewatched um, more than any other movie. And it is 1998's Ronin. Oh, with Robert De, Niro. Robert De Niro. Oh, good pick. I love this movie. Great. That talk about a great car chase sequence. Yeah, there's several of them oh my in God. that movie. Exactly. That's car, a, if you like car chases alone, then watch this movie. That's a great pick. I love Ronan. I have now I'd love to comment more on Ronan, yeah. but I've only seen it twice. I saw it in the theater and then a few years later. So it's probably been 20 years since, oh, cool. since I've seen the film, but definitely need to rewatch that. So great, awesome. great pick. I love Ronan. Nice, nice work. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So, you know, when I was going through my list, when I was basically putting my big board together, mm-hmm. you know, I was looking at the seventies. I was looking at the eighties. I was looking at the nineties. And then I got into like the two thousands and the two thousand right. and tens. And it was, it, I was kind of shocked at how few movies from the 2000s and the 2010s even made my big board, let alone not even sure if they're going to be drafted sure. in my in my top 10. But there's one that I absolutely needed to make sure that I added on okay. this list. It, it 
it almost made my number two pick, but I wanted to make sure that I got uh, The Rock and Aliens on my list. That was very important. This is a movie that I went into, came out in 2015. This is a movie that I went into with, uh, I wouldn't say low expectations. I was a fan of the first three movies that were made in 70s and early 80s. I really enjoyed them. Right. But I went into this movie not really having any high expectations or low expectations. That's a was, good way to watch a movie. And I was just like, well, I'm going to just watch this movie. Yeah. Within 25 minutes, I am white-knuckled in my seat, like holding the grips, like this is what some of the most intense, pardon the French, shit I've seen on screen. What year is this? 2015 in my entire 20, life. Okay. And it's takes about 10 minutes to get going and never stops and you want to talk about some of the best practical stunt work that i've seen anywhere in any movie regardless of when it came out and this is a this came out during a time when it would have been so much easier just to cgi everything right i'm of course talking about 2015's george miller directed mad max fury road which has so much rewatchability it's one of the most incredible films I've ever seen, just from a pure action movie standpoint. Right. Have you seen Mad Max Fury Road? Uh, no. Okay. I'm sorry. No, you don't have you're, to apologize. You're so good at building up movies, too. Obviously, you're the pro and I'm the Joe. Well, I'm listen to me, Bill. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. All right? I'm excited to hear that you haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Because that means I get to hear your thoughts cool. after you watch it. Right. It's that good. Now- there's a big gap between Mad Max, yeah, the original, we, we oh my Mad Lord. Max, the Road Warrior, like and then Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which I think was 1985. Tina so, Turner? Yeah. So, it was like 30 years, 30 years. Wow. And he had very modest budgets to make those first three films. Right. So, imagine, if you will, the guy that made the Max Mad Max movies is now given $150 million to make your movie. And he sure. says, well, I'm going to go all practical. Go. Yeah. And I'm, you got to put this on your list, but you got to promise me you're going to watch this with the surround sound on. Right. Uninterrupted. Got it. Put the phone down. Will do. And, and just be prepared that this is, again, an R-rated movie that came out during a time when a $150 million movie had better be PG-13 because the studios are want as, as many people as possible to see this. Right. No, no. It. It made a ton of money. It got it was, accolades too. It didn't was it get... nominated for a ton of Oscars. It cool. won a few Oscars. Like Crazy. it's it's a great movie. Tom Hardy plays Max. Okay. Charlize Theron though steals the show in this movie. She That's plays awesome. a character called Furioso. She steals the show. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Right. But you have to see the movie. Heard. Put that at the top of your list. I circled it, Dana. Perfect. All right. So you're number four. Okay. So I'm going to keep with my theme here try to pick something that potentially is super badass that uh somebody hasn't heard of or seen now i'm gonna st I, i'm gonna try to get a local hero on my board that uh maybe he'll be happy i picked one of his movies oh no oh yeah okay so by local hero i already know who you're referring to oh yeah one of and, your friends and i'm uh i'm almost I'm just uh, looking at your brain. There's like some circles going around your head right now. Because I feel like I know which one you're going to go with, and it's on my <laughs> list as well. So, well, you, there's already a connection to one. So I'm probably going to just, I'm going to have to just say that I'm going to go with Kaiser. No, no, I changed my mind. Face off. 
Yep, that was yeah. the one. Caster Troy. Caster Troy. Yes. So, if you just watched the trailer, again, obviously I'm giving my hints away that I watched trailers here before the show just to kind of refresh my brain. The trailer is so good, dude. The face-off is just awesome action movie. What are you, what are you going to say about it? Because, like, you know, again, another badass movie for me. So... Face Off is directed by John Woo, who was like the master of Hong Kong cinema and then made his triumphant debut in the United States with 1993's Hard Target directed, I mean, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. He has a very unique style. All right. He's known for these slow motion takes over the top action set pieces, just over the top. And I urge everyone Hard Target's not going to make my list today, but it's definitely going to be one of my honorable mentions when we get to that. Cool. So then John Woo does Face Off. And what do you say about Home Face Off? It knocks it out of the park. Oh. But he's got all his signature styles, the slow-mo, it. the great over-the-top action set pieces. Lots of slow-mo. And, You're right. Now yeah, I'm thinking yeah, of it. Absolutely. Yeah, cool slow-mo. And, and then, of course, John Woo would go on in 2000 to direct Mission Impossible 2, mm-hmm. which, again, Lots Great. of slow mos. Yeah. There's always there's always doves flying through some scenes. That's in that, face off. That's that's a sim- signature wow. moves. Cool. But what it is is on paper the premise of the movie is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you've got yeah. you've got John Travolta playing the agent who's going after Nicolas Cage, who's like the world's baddest villain, yeah. Caster Troy, and. Through a series of events, which we won't get into, they actually switch faces. They laser, they his laser the skin face yeah. off his face, which, which is ridiculous. Face off. It's ridiculous. Face off. Take his face He's off. He's smoking a cigarette yeah. with the skin yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. there's no yeah. face. Uh, but what it does is it gives John Travolta the opportunity. To play one of the best villains he's ever played. Uh-huh. And I love his role in it. Uh, you know, when I had Travolta on the show, I asked him what was his favorite villain that he ever played. And he said it was actually the character he played in the taking of Pelham 123. But he does talk a little bit about working with Nick Cage and those two trying to learn how to, he did. How to basically do each other, how to, how so, to, how to do impressions of each other. So let me, so I'm watching the trailers. So John Travolta is, he plays he's Sean. Like he, the, he, he plays the character he plays is Sean Archer. He's obviously one of the best actors that the world has ever seen. Right? Absolutely, this guy's, he's and I'm not amazing. saying that just because I'm a friend of his. I mean that, no, yeah. and so do I. And he is so amazing. But so I'm watching the trailer. Right, I click it on there right before I got here, and it's him getting interviewed. But it's in the trailer. It's like yep. he, the the trailer's part of him being and interviewed. The camera's kind of slowly yeah. starting to pan around. But I I clicked off it. I thought. I clicked on the wrong thing. I didn't think I was on the trailer. He's such a good actor. I thought he was just getting interviewed as John Travolta. But it was him in the movie. That was part of the trailer. Yep. He is so good an actor. Like he's ridiculous. It's Gra- unbelievable. Great movie. Unreal. He's Great. Awesome. And, and and Nick Cage is also oh, yeah, awesome I, in it. So I could eat a peach for hours. Yeah. Great movie. So so great pick. Really, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, that was that was definitely on my board. All right, so we are going with my number five pick, and now we're going to start getting into the 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 nitty gritty of. I know not all of my favorite action movies are going to make my ten. So now it just becomes, well, what's going to make the list? 
what will have to be an honorable mention. It, it bothers me too. Yeah, because, look, I mean, we're already. What are we? This is your fifth pick. This is, I'm on to my fifth pick, yeah. and, I, and and so many of these movies I just absolutely love. It so it's so so tough. So for my number five pick, because I again I want to get this movie off the board and into my <laughs> and onto my team. I'm gonna have to go with 1987's Predator. Oh, of course. Of, directed by John McTiernan, the same gentleman that directed Die Hard. It was the movie he made right before Die Hard. Cool. It is, again, something I've said multiple times on the show, a movie that could be released as is today with no changes being made. Totally agree. Again, but this is still the... Remember, this is a year before Die Hard, so this is still the action movie, you know, the big tough guys. And the cast of characters in this in this, I mean, Jesse Ventura. I mean, these could build dudes. Jesse he's, Ventura. He's awesome. the best in this movie. Oh, he's I the best. Time for bleed. And I saw this movie a year after it came out. I was 10 years old. And what I remember specifically about it, because some friends at school had already seen the movie. And the kids, you know, were 10 years old. And the kids are spoiling it a little bit. Yeah. And they're like, there's a scene where Jesse Ventura gets a hole blown. He gets his whole, a hole blown yes. right through Stomach, him. Stomach, right? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to see that. I, I don't want to see that. I don't think I, I don't think I can see that. And right. then that night, I go home and my cousin comes over mm-hmm. and he's like 16 years old and he's got a VHS copy of the movie and I watch it. I remember seeing that scene going, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was right. going to be. But I mean, come on, the, the movie's sure. it's just an incredible movie. It's almost oh, like the, end, w- the ending. The with, ending. Oh. Get to the chopper. You know, it's just the, it's the best. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's Arnold. It's pure Arnold in the sense that he's physically uh-huh. at his peak. Uh-huh. Totally. He's got the puns. Yeah. He's got, uh, I mean, he's got one of the greatest lines. You're one ugly mother. I'm not oh, going to yeah. say it. It's just. Oh, yeah. That's good. Uh, the action scenes are, are phenomenal. I mean, it's Predator. Yeah. Predator is awesome. I mean, now I guess that means I get the, the rest of the Predator you do, you movies. You get them all. I don't really have much now to say. Now they connected to aliens. Look, look. Yeah. Oh, look yeah. how that worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Look so just, 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 just my 30 second thoughts on the rest of the series. Predator 2 has its moments. That's Danny Glover, Bill Paxton. It has its Gary moments. Gary Busey? Gary Busey. Okay. Yeah, he's Ooh. the best part of that movie. He's the yeah. best part of anything he's ever he's in. He's awesome. Oh, my God. Um, and then we get uh, the Alien versus Predator movies, which, okay. Uh, we get 2010's Predators with Adrian Brody. How's that? Decent. Okay. Decent movie. I and, haven't, and obviously, I haven't seen it. They did a nice job of... I'm not going to spoil it for those who haven't seen it, but they do a nice job of... They give a little switcheroo about 45 minutes into the movie where you think it's in the setting is a particular place. And then you it flips the script and you realize the setting is somewhere completely different. And they do a really nice job of that, of keeping that keeping that quiet. Cool. Um, and then there's the I think it came out in 2018, the the Predator Predators movie directed by Shane Black, who I interestingly enough, plays a character. Oh. In the original Predator, he's the one that always is trying to get Billy to laugh. He's always telling the jokes about his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, so he actually, and he wrote Lethal Weapon, also wrote, he's a good wow, writer, cool. good director. Um, but he wrote and directed this one in 2018, which, you know, I don't like to be negative about movies, but oh, it is what it is. You can skip it. Okay. You can skip it. It's, it's kind of mean. Really? Yeah, that's the best way I can say it's kind of a mean movie. What you just said are the movies mean. The movie's kind of mean. (laughs) Yeah, the movie's kind of mean. So yeah, so but Predator. So that's my number five. So what's your what's your number five? 
All right, so let's just uh, go with something that probably not on your list. I can guarantee it's not. Another one I've seen in the 30 to 40 range. Great action. Let's see. I, I, I can't build up the movies as well as you are because I am the Joe. You're the pro. But Academy Award winning actor, uh, a supermodel a plane crash scene, a survival type movie, and an actor from SNL that uh, is super cool in this movie. And uh, the movie's called The Edge from 1997. I love this survival type movie. So cool. This is um, Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Alec Hopkins. Baldwin. Yes. Yeah. I've seen this movie twice. Okay. I think it's a great movie. It is on my big board. No. It is. Oh, that's why, that's way. why you, I mean, we're doing audio only, but when, when you were describing, I kind of just went, ah. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm doing my best yeah. to like, you know, give you clues, but uh, yeah, go ahead. What do you, just what do a, you have? Just to a say? great scene when they finally kill the bear. Yeah. Say you're going to kill the bear. He goes, I'm going to kill the bear. Say you're going to kill the bear. I'm going to kill the bear. Say you're going to kill the bear. I'm going to kill the bear. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, I, I wish I had more to say about the movie, yeah. but it's been a while since I've seen it. But I, I and that's interesting because you mentioned an SNL actor. You're referring to Alec Baldwin sure. on there. This was still a period. And people forget Alec Baldwin, with the exception of Beetlejuice and The Marrying Man. A lot of action he, thriller. A lot, lot of serious movies. A lot of he was he. They were priming him to be an action How star. How good is Malice? Malice is great. Oh, Think about Hunt, Hunt for, for Red, Red October. October. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so right. So the fact that he kind of made that shift into comedy, and that really happened with Thirty Rock, and then of course him doing Trump on SNL is just yeah. he but won an he's Emmy funny for that. As hell, he's yeah. funny. He is. He, he is, is hilarious. Funny. He right. is. His brothers, uh, right? But he, Alec Baldwin, his sliver, sliver. Yeah. <laughs> that's William Baldwin. <laughs> That was that sliver. That's the Sharon Stone, yes. William Baldwin. That was a, a year or so after Basic Instinct. Yes. When they, they said, "Well, let's just keep making Sharon Stone sultry adult Why not? movies. Let's try. Let's, let's see. try it." Yeah. And I think the the most successful thing to come out of um, Sliver was the UB forty remake of uh, "I Can't Help Falling." Our great song. Yeah, yeah. Great, great, great song. song. Great yeah. music video. Uh-huh. Best part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, so we're on to my number six pick, and again, this has been challenging because there's some movies that are quintessential action films for me. So I've got to go with one that has been on my continuous top ten favorites of all time. And that is going to be 1991's Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And I was really tossed about, you know, I was really conflicted about maybe picking the first Terminator film. But since when you pick a movie in the movie draft, you get the whole franchise. And we just recently did a complete retrospective, seven episode retrospective on the entire Terminator franchise, including the Terminator show. This one had to make my list. And this is this is an important movie to me. Not only is it another James Cameron classic, really revolutionized CGI effects, but it's still a 90% practical film. This was the first R-rated film that my dad took me and my brother to see. I was 13 years old, 1991. And this this was a, a game changer for me. Amazing performances really, to me, wraps up the Terminator story. Terminator 1, Terminator 2, story's over. Then we get the sequels, which if you listen to the retrospective that Mike Scott and I did on the entire Terminator series, we find value in some of the sequels. But this is ultimately the story's completed by the end of this film. I mean, what do you say? Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong, Robert Patrick playing the T-1000. Great movie. Again, 
R-rated. This is the liquid. He's liquid yeah, metal. The liquid metal, yes. which nobody had seen anything like that. Right. Cameron had given us whispers of that effect in The Abyss in 1989. There was that scene where the water comes up and, yeah. you know, but this was the first movie to really nail it and won a bunch of Academy Awards for the effects and sound design and editing and, and things like that. And it has an incre- incredible score. And there's not really much more I need to say about Terminator 2 no, Judgment Day. No. I mean, it's an excellent film. You love it, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. It solidifies, like, you know, one of the all time greatest action characters you know yeah right i mean it's like come on well and i'll i'll say this i'll say this you know we we always talk about uh, i mean i always talk about how movies especially movie trailers spoil certain aspects of the film if there's one thing i think they did wrong in the marketing of this movie is that in the original Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays the bad Terminator. He's this unstoppable killing machine, and he's brutal in that movie. If you watch the marketing for Terminator 2, they let you know in the trailer that Arnold's the good guy this time. Yeah. Which I think is a bit of a disservice to the film, because if you didn't see the trailer for this movie and you'd only seen the first Terminator film... The first 30 minutes of the movie, there's two Terminators. Maybe you think they're both bad. Maybe you think Robert Patrick's cop is actually the good guy. They're both looking for John Connor. And it culminates in that scene in the mall where Arnold picks up the shotgun and then tells John to get down. That would have been a big flip. That would have been a big flip. That's such Ah, a, to me, that's such a classic missed opportunity. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the movie's incredible. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Right. I, I, and I don't even remember that, but I do remember this is a movie that when the first one's already done and everyone's seen it, when you know the next one's coming, everyone's going to go to the movie theater to see it. That's how you know Terminator 2 is like so legit. And, everyone had to go see that. And it was the highest grossing movie of 1991. Oh, yeah. Period. I, yeah, because of that, everyone's yeah. going to see this. It was, that, it was that's massive, you know it's massive. And I can't believe I'm saying this. That was 30 years ago. Oh. And I remember that like it was last week going to see that film up in Canada. I'm so old. All right. So old. So your number six movie. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go with another John Travolta movie. Oh, here. okay. Well, this yes. is interesting. Yeah. Okay. This is interesting because when I was looking at Travolta films, yes. action films, I, I, obviously Face Off is just the the obvious pick. So sure. there's a couple other ones here. So I'm very curious to see what you go with. And again, this probably just gets overlooked. I, I know when it came out, it was really big. It's not as old as some of the movies on my list. Um, but again, it's been, it's been a while. It's 19, 20 years ago now. 2001 and there's a famous nude scene from an actress that's like if you didn't go to the movies and see it uh you told all your buddies you're going to this movie and then besides that the um it's kind of the begin of technology and hacking and computers and then one of your boys uh wolverine is in this yeah Hugh Jackman. so i'm speaking of swordfish which is a just a badass kind of action movie with another villain travolta's the villain yeah and um awesome action i'm sure you can speak to it a little bit more than me but um i just think swordfish is something that if you haven't seen it or heard of it you definitely will and it won't disappoint i mean we're looking at the cast in this movie john travolta hugh jackman halle berry don Cheadle. Uh, it's it's right a, there. It's right. a great 
great cast, mm-hmm. uh, great soundtrack by Paul Oakenfold, very famous electronic DJ, mm. one, I, one of the godfathers cool of, of the trance scene from the nineteen from the late eighties into the nineties. Somebody that I am a big fan of. So. Uh, I saw that movie just on the fact that Oakenfold was doing the soundtrack for oh. the movie, like that. That, let alone the fact that it was Travolta. This was still Travolta in his um, his 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 resurgence. You know, oh. Pulp Fiction comes out in '94. Then he gets first look offers on every script, getting twenty million a picture. And, and he nails this stuff. I mean, and dude, he, he's so good. Yeah, he play, so he good. plays. He plays such a nice guy in so many movies, but he plays such a great villain. Because he's an amazing he, actor. He, this he, guy he, is he so really ridiculous. Is. I love him. Uh, oh, so no. Swordfish is a great pick. I haven't seen it in probably 10 years, mm-hmm. but I'll uh, I'll definitely. That's that's one that when the mood hits me, I'm like, I need to watch Swordfish again. Yeah. So good pick. Cool, good pick. So I'm on to my number seventh pick, and I'm going to go with a movie that is beloved but I don't think it's beloved for the same reasons that I uh, I think people don't give the movie enough credit. And that is 1991's Point Break, starring Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, Lori Petty. Great cameo by Anthony Kiedis of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, directed by Catherine Bigelow, who was married to James Cameron at the time. She would go on to win the Academy Award for Best Director in 2009's The Hurt Locker. She's made some really, really good movies. This, to me, is her masterpiece. <laughs> Point break. Awesome. Point, point break is Johnny just Johnny Utah. It's just the best, and it's it's Keanu Reeves becoming an action star. Oh yeah, this is his first kind of yeah. Because think about the it, beginning. By this point, he, he had done Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Right. He had a, a, a notable role in Parenthood, but he wasn't the action star. This started it. This was the movie this that kicked off Keanu as we know it, oh. and has some of the best stunts. I mean, we're talking great surfing. Great gunfights, sure. car chases, the bank, bank robberies, robberies. Oh. and of course the incredible skydiving scenes. Which I might point out, Patrick Swayze did his own skydiving oh, in so this cool. film. That's R.I.P. Good. That's a that's a big loss. Yep. Uh, Point Break is amazing, and I will end this by saying that I understand that they remade this movie, yep. and I've never seen it. Have you seen the Point Break? Yeah, Point Break. Re- How was it? Yeah, it's fine. It's I mean, fine? It, yeah, it's nothing like that. I mean, it's hard to do some classic that's old, older, right? Um, good movie. It's fine. All right. So your number seven pick. Okay. So this came out in 1996. Probably the biggest movie of the year, at least action wise. A lot of probably CGI effects, but maybe at the beginning of the, these type of scenes in this, in this genre. Before you say yeah. it, what's, what, 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 the, what I want the listeners to know is that I'm having fun just trying to dissect what he's going with, and I have an idea of okay, the movie, good. but I'm not going to say anything. But Right, because I am the Joe. You're the pro, so I'm just you know, saying as much as I can. This movie also, um, because it was at the beginning of probably CGI, this one is the genre under action of natural disasters. Okay. Okay, so that's kind of the genre I'm putting okay. this in. Okay. And it is the classic kind of journey... Um, you're watching kind of a group of people go along throughout this movie. I like to say a ragtag group of people. Yes, I already, know, I already know what movie yeah. you're talking about. But I could, I've watched this again. This is one that I've watched so many times, and I don't get bored watching it. It's so much fun and a lot of crazy stuff. There used to be a ride. I don't know if the ride's still there at Universal, but speaking of 1996, Twister is on my board and got it. All right, Twister, Twister, it's cool. Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, directed by Jan Debont, who was the director of photography 
for Die Hard. Oh, cool. Okay, so there's a little Die Hard connection nice. there. Uh, I saw Twister in the theater twice All right. in 96 because uh, that was, when it comes to sort of natural disaster films, you know, prior to that, they had done a few movies like uh, there was Earthquake that came out in the 1970s. And these things nothing were so awesome, over the top. But great. this was the first one that really tried to ground uh, the natural disaster in some some type of reality. Right. Um, and of course, it taught us all the soundtracks good. Soundtracks good. great. We learned what the Fujita, Fujita scale oh, is, yeah. the F, you the know, the F. I never knew any of that terminology oh, yeah, yeah. until uh, I saw the film. Great special effects. The effects, I think, still hold up pretty well. They do. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it looked, I mean, legit. I mean, that's a cow flying by, though. I mean, and what I liked about the movie was, you know, they teach us about the Fujita scale, you know, the F1, yeah. F2. And then as the movie progresses, the tornadoes get bigger, get bigger. And and so when we get the payoff, we get the big F5 tornado at the sure. end of the film, I know, which right? just wreaks havoc. Do you remember in the there? Uh, it rips through the drive in movie. Yeah. Do you which, remember the movie? The movie was, was The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. Very a- cool. Absolutely. That was. And that I was why probably, they picked that. I don't that, know. That, well, I can tell you. Yeah. Because it's a Warner Brothers movie. Oh, well, that's, that's why. That's yeah. why. That's <laughs> 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 why. They have to, multiple they movies they, they pick from. They didn't, have to, they didn't have to pay to license that movie. That's, <laughs> but that's they a, picked that still. Yeah. I mean. But it's it's that to me is the is the most intense scene of the film because it's at night and you can't so really you can't see, see and then yeah. you see the screen just start to, fl- to right. te- tear apart uh good good blend of practical effects mm-hmm. and and the uh the use of the cgi so and, and the other guy too uh the other crazy guy in the crew the redhead oh, oh, Great. Oh, oh. philip seymour hoffman oh, God, so, dusty oh i know he the suck zone <laughs> yeah the suck zone he's hilarious <laughs> yeah that's but a good what pick a great actor. all right so that was your number seven Yes. All right. Now it's interesting because my number eight is another movie directed by Yon DeBont. What? Came out in 1994. What? We mentioned okay. Keanu Reeves becoming an action star. Oh, here we go. With 1991's Point Break. Oh, yeah. And he follows it up with easily one of the most intense. When I say intense, like it gets going and never stops. The sci fi? Literally, uh-huh. you got to keep things moving. You can't drop the speed. Oh, you can't boy. go below 50 miles per hour. There it is. Keanu Reeves, Jeff Daniels, Dennis Hopper as the bad guy, Sandra Bullock. This was really, I think, her breakout movie. Yeah, it was, I think. Talking yeah, about 1994's that. Speed, which, uh, again, I mean, what a concept for a movie. Yeah, and I probably top grossing that year, right? I mean, I, I'm sure it was, it, was, it. it was up there. Top grossing film that year was Forrest Gump. Oh, there you go. But yeah. Speed was definitely in, probably in the top five. Wow, cool. 94 was a good year. It's Speed, Pulp Fiction. Wow. And Forrest Gump. There was a lot of big movies that came out that right. year. I mean, come on. What else do you say? Again, we go back to practical stunt work. Yep. They really did. Their scene where the bus jumps the gap. That was... That was a real bus. They actually had a ramp. And so mm-hmm. that's why you see the bus sort of go up. Right. Uh, oh, okay. But it's still like, okay, like, they're really doing this. And yeah. again... Amazing film. And you know how you said that, how we've agreed that you can pick a, when you pick a movie, you get the entire franchise? Oh, you, yeah. you have no. to take it. Yes, um, you have to take two. I don't want Speed 2. <laughs> <laughs> Speed 2 Cruise Control, which which Keanu wanted no part of. Sandra right. Bullock was contractually obligated Wasn't to be in the film. Ship? It was a cruise ship and oh it starred God. Jason Patrick, who I love. Right. Jason Patrick's great. great yeah. But. There's not a lot of speed when you're talking about uh, a cruise, a cruise ship. ship. Uh, we're getting 28 knots. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> That's like buying a Nova. Yeah. But William Defoe plays the bad guy in Speed 2, and he's great. He's always great in everything he does. So, Speed is my number eight pick. Your nice. number eight pick. 
So eight, nine, ten. That means I get threes. You see how I counted yep. there? Yeah. So I can count. I've got four on my wish list. So I'm gonna have to pick one that uh, I don't want you to steal, and I have to keep on my list. So I'm gonna go with. Uh, you've mentioned Patrick Swayze earlier right oh yeah point break so i'm gonna take one of his movies with me and um i watched this a few times lately totally random watches and then when we start talking about action movies i'm like oh my god i have to so this one 89 bar fight i already know the one yeah yep. dalton i thought you'd be Dalton's. bigger yeah yeah i thought you'd be bigger and then the the famous scene at the end when he totally rips the guy's i think his throat oh yeah it's awesome because there's there's rumors throughout the movie that dalton had had killed a guy by ripping his throat out and we actually get the get the the payoff on that so lots of bar fights and there's some good romance scenes there because he's you know the alpha male the the tough guy but anyway 1989's roadhouse so roadhouse the double dutch the, the double deuce double deuce the double deuce roadhouse is one of the most absurd films i've ever seen in my life and i absolutely love thank it thank you yes i love it patrick swayze who <laughs> i believe is was five five like he is a little guy he is not a he was not a big guy and karate kick your knee uh he plays <laughs> i love this movie yeah uh he just, he's not a bouncer. He's the cooler. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, he isn't the bouncer. He's the guy that runs the bouncers. Uh-huh. And <laughs> what I love about this movie, like, I've often said that I've wanted to make a documentary film about, uh, I've wanted to make a documentary film about sort of the Midwestern bar scene. Okay. Because there's a line when, Dalton is talking to the Jeff Healy band, who's the house band for yes. the double ha- for the double. Great deuce. song too. That's why I was looking and, up. Best song. And they're and he's they're like, man, this place is worse than the the place we played in Toledo. And I'm like, yeah, I bet there's this whole circuit where like house bands go to all these different small towns right. and, and play these joints for like uh, six weeks, and they're on to the next one. Yeah, like Blues Brothers, yeah, We're the good old boys. Yeah, and I just oh, want to yeah. see. I just want to see. I want to make a documentary film about following a band going from place to place to Could place. Could be a movie, Dana. I'm telling you, I spent six weeks in Rock Springs, Wyoming. All right, this is a true story. Twenty years ago. And there was, we were staying at a Best Western while we were there. And part of the Best Western, there was this little bar called Kill Peppers. I don't know if it's still open or not. I'll have to look it up. But every weekend, they had a different house band that came in. And mm-hmm. I got talking to one of the band guys when he was done with the set. And he's like, yeah, no, we're, you know, we're on to Lincoln, Nebraska. And, we're, right. and I'm like, so you guys just play these different band, th- these different bars everywhere. Right. I don't know how I'm getting on this tangent, but no, I love but, it. But, I, I think we have something. I here, think man. we, I think yeah. we may have something here. Patrick Swayze, calm, cool, never loses his shit. Right, always has the answers. The classic villain guy that Brad you're not expecting. Yeah, Brad Wesley, but that, you're not expecting yeah. how bad he is. Like really Re- bad, tied Re- into the gov- the local government, yeah. but really, he, really bad. He is. He is completely. Uh, extorting the entire town. Right. You see, poor Red, the uh, you know the hardware, uh, hardware sales store. Yeah, yeah, hardware store. But he gets what he deserves, and that's like, yeah, I, you know. But but lest we forget, mm-hmm. there is a scene where Brad Wesley takes a monster truck. I think it was a Bigfoot. Ford it was Bigfoot. Bigfoot yeah. It was Bigfoot. Through a car dealership because yes. the guy didn't make his payment. <laughs> this is one of the greatest movies of all time because there is a scene where Bigfoot. Yes. The monster truck destroys a car a dealership. Car dealership. Oh, and, yeah. and it's the greatest. All right. 
Good pick. Thank you. Good pick. Great film. All right. So if we're going to go with over the top movies. Over the top? No, not over the top. (laughs) Uh, Shameless plug for the over the top episode I recorded a year ago. You should definitely check that out, everybody. It's a lot of fun. So you're welcome. But if we're going to go with uh, over the top 80s films, then I'm going to have to circle back to one that I wanted to put on my list, but I wasn't sure. You know, I'm picking these things in real time. Just have fun with it, Dana. I'm going to go with 1985's Commando. Nice. One of the best Arnold Schwarzenegger films of all time because it is exactly what we talked about with those 80s films. Mm -hmm. Here's a guy, tough as nails. Doesn't get hurt. Never runs out of ammo. Never. No. No one ever shot him. I don't think he got hit. Right. Simple premise. Simple premise. Mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays John Matrix, a retired special forces guy, now living in the mountains of California Mm -hmm. with his daughter Alyssa Milano, and Ah, she is kidnapped. He is forced to go to a country to assassinate a government leader. If he doesn't do it, they're going to kill his daughter. He's got 11 hours to figure it out. Right. He literally jumps out of an airplane taking off. Yes. And the movie never stops. Doesn't he have, hold the guy by his foot? Yes. That's a great one. Sully. Yeah. Absolutely. Because he promised. He said, I like you, Sully. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Yeah. And then he holds him oh, up nice. over the canyon. And he says, I have to warn you. This is my weak arm. He's like, remember when I promised to kill you last? I lied. He's like, that's right, Matrix, you did. <laughs> I lied. And just drops <laughs> him. There's another great scene where he's fighting Bill Duke mm-hmm. in the hotel room, and Bill Duke's like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to use the f word, but he's right. just like, he's like, he's like, it's on now. I'm a Green Beret, motherfucker. Uh-huh. And Schwarzenegger's like, I eat Green Berets for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, I know we have an f bombed. We have an f bomb. I'm, I'm yeah. not gonna. No, no. I mean, there was a... Uh, the, I, too many. Spoiler alert. The, last show I have. The Rocky Three episode that I recorded a year ago, I I don't know what happened, but I think I used the F word 50 <laughs> times and even got some negative reviews too on, many times. on iTunes. Like, like Dana's gone over the top with the language. <gasps> so, I've I've been really trying to reel it back yes. in. So, yeah. and uh, yeah, that Rocky Three episode is still up. For anyone who wants like to listen as to it. Have you seen 48 Hours? Obviously. Oh, not. yeah. Absolutely. We used to count how many times I said F. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a lot. So, okay. so Commando, great movie. It's quintessential 80s action film. It's got to yeah. make the list. All right. So, your that was my number nine. Yeah, I know. So We're what, almost done here. Yeah. You're number nine. I hate this. So many. So, I'm going sci-fi. Speaking of over the top. Uh, really hard to describe like this besides that it's sci-fi action and I'll say one word that'll give it away in 1997 uh, they're fighting bugs oh that was on my yeah, list that was yes. on my list I love picking movies that are like one or two ahead of when you, you think that's gonna that, fall to you and that one's on my list yeah and this okay. isn't a reach right now this is number nine so it's not I'm not even reaching here but I'm gonna tell you there's yeah. a lot to say about this movie there so, is and so, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that you yeah. can because yeah. what the only thing I could say is when it came out I didn't go right away and then you start hearing the buzz oh my god this movie you got to go see it. it's gory and gross and awesome and then when you see it you're like yeah this is bad Badass. This is awesome. So I'm speaking of Starship Troopers. Yeah, this is probably a cult type uh, action movie that people just follow and love. Okay, so where do I even begin to unpack Starship Troopers? Yes. All right, this is a Paul Verhoeven film. Paul Verhoeven, 87, directs Robocop. Amazing film. 1990, he directs Total Recall. He goes on to direct. Basic Instinct, 
Showgirls. Yeah, so this movie okay. probably shouldn't be as good as it is. Thank God well, he... So this movie stars Casper Van Dien, Denise Richards, Neil Patrick Harris mm-hmm. is in this film. At fir- first time watching this movie, you were very much like, this is almost borderline ridiculous. <laughs> but when you look at it, the subtext of this movie, this is actually an anti-war film. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about propaganda and how wars are sold to to people, right? You know, because when you watch the beginning, they have like these these the ads, the, the ads. Would you like to learn more? Oh, and, yeah, it's, yeah. and it's all about just selling you on why you know why we're fighting the uh, the, right. the the Arachnet or whatever they're called. And you see, you know, they just it's it's really an anti propaganda anti war film, right. but it's done so in such an over the top way. The same way RoboCop is really a parody of ultra-violent movies. Because he does the same thing with commercials or something yeah. in RoboCop, Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, it's, it's all about the excess that we want mm-hmm. as this is what we want in our movies. We right. want over-the-top. And he'll, he'll say, all right, you want crazy over-the-top? I'm going to give it to you in RoboCop. I'm going to give it to you in Starship Troopers, yeah. which I think is a brilliant, brilliant movie. And like I said, on the surface, it's kind of silly. Like, oh, yeah. we were just fighting bugs here. Right, right. But it's it's really an anti-propaganda film. Cool. Yeah. It's a great, great movie. It was on my list. Yeah. So now I'm on to my number 10. Oh, man. Almost I don't even done. know. I mean, I don't even know what to do. How do you do this? I, I, I don't do we know do what this? to do. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Obviously, there's going to be a huge list of honorable mentions that I'm going to have to run through. But I really, I really don't know what to do. But I wanted to... At least add one movie on here. Oh. I wanted to add one movie that I think is seriously underrated, seriously overlooked, and has because the pedigree will probably turn you off from the idea of seeing the movie. And that's going to be 2012's Dread. Have you seen Dread? Like it's the Judge Dredd Judge movie. Judge Dredd. Okay, so everybody, when you say Judge Dredd, you Red, immediately think uh, of the Sylvester Stallone 1995 movie, which I think is atrociously bad. I think it's terrible. Right. And it's the reason why I didn't see this 2012 Dredd movie starring Carl Urban as Dredd. Okay. No. I didn't see the movie till probably three years later, and I was blown away. Like, this is an incredible movie. And it's from what I understand, and comic book fans out there will, will correct me if I'm wrong. I've never w- read the source material, but I've, I have read that this movie is very true to the source material. And it is a gritty, violent, dark, over the top action film that has a very, very satisfying ending. Cool. And so I would definitely recommend 2012's Dread. Got That's, it. So that's my 10 films. Count it. All right, Dana. Well, this this is it. This comes down to... I have two on my list. One is something that i just i i'm, I'm just going to call it. I'm not going to waste any more time. This is the... This is more of a war movie that kind of... There's... You know, gets you some pump-up speeches... So you could play this prior to, you know, going to war, like in a game, like maybe before a football game, you could play some of these scenes. And again, you could pick four or five movies right now. So I still probably don't, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but, uh, let's go back to, uh, mythology like times. And this movie is from 2006. It's not really mythology, but more like Greek war. Interesting. Yeah. Yep, I already know where you're going. So with I'm this. leaning there. So, um, 
the movie 300 mm. is if you like action and fighting and interesting yeah i 300 is super cool it is a little weird there's some sci-fi stuff and obviously unique to that that movie but the fight scenes and like just the alpha male type thing that I love. 300 is badass. Did we have a situation in the comedy movie draft where I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I agree with that or yeah. where I was like, yeah, mm, yeah. you didn't like, uh, I'll think of it. Well, I think we're going to have a repeat. Oh, you hated scene. made. Yes. I, yes. I still do. You couldn't watch yeah, it. I still do. You still do. <laughs> <laughs> 300. Yeah. I've only seen 25 minutes of this movie. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Exactly, exactly. So I can't really make a comment, but it is, for me, the quintessential thing that I, you know, when I say a CGI movie, this movie was shot in front of a green screen. But I, I mean, think that, on purpose. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. And, and, and I need to probably rewatch it, but I remember just going, Gerard Butler is just yelling so much. Well, in this movie, <laughs> but you, the premise is that 300 men fought yes, off Persian an army. army. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it boils down to the end, but it is very unique in its filming and all. This, yeah. It's uh, a Zack Snyder unique. film. Zack Snyder, who prior to that had directed 2004's remake of Dawn of the Dead, which I think is a phenomenal mm-hmm. film. If you've never seen it, definitely recommend it. Okay. He did The Watchmen, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. You know, he's got he's a yeah. very stylistic director. I, this has a unique look to it. It does, and it's probably one that I need to. But it builds up with. There's so much build up to the end, and his wife, and there's so much tied into this. It's not just all weird looking. And there's great fight scenes. I will say this. I will because you've put it on your list. I will commit to watching the entire film. Watch the whole movie. So I'm going to reserve judgment on the film until I've seen the whole thing. I think, and I think I don't think I was in a good place. When yeah. I was watching it, because this would have been ten years ago, yeah, eleven well, years ago. Watch this again. And, and I it, was, I was a bit of, a, I don't want to say a film snob, but I was kind of like, well, if it's not this, I'm yeah. not interested in that. Right. Yeah. Because you put it on your list, I'm going to watch the movie, and I'll get back to you. Sold. All right. Now, I'm going to run through some honorable mentions, and then I did put it out on social media. I asked a couple people, you know, what movies would make your list, so we're going to talk about those as cool. well. Cool. So I want to run through just – I'm just going to burn through these honorable mentions right now. Again, these are movies that absolutely would have made my – could have made my list. Right. It was tough. This was the decision. I drafted these. These The 10 movies I drafted are the 10 movies I drafted. But on my list includes Logan, The Dark Knight. Enter the Dragon, Men in Black, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Bad Boys, Lethal Weapon 2, The Fugitive, Under Siege, which almost made my list. Ooh, I love Under Siege. I the Hunt for Red October, Dirty Harry, 2005's The War of the Worlds, Jurassic Park, 2008's Rambo, Total Recall, Spider-Man 2, Miami Vice, the 2006 uh-huh. one I think is great, and Collateral. With Ooh, Collateral. Collateral is great. Tom so tell me about some of your honorable mentions. So I'm going to run through some of my honorable mentions that you didn't say and then stuff that I just kind of wanted to get out there. But Jack Reacher is a cool character that I think is good. Have you seen Red? Red is great. Red and Red 2. Good movies. Um, Blade. Olympus has fallen. Did you say Top Gun? No, I didn't no, say Top Gun. We didn't say Top Gun. I had to highlight it and get to it. I wrote down RoboCop. Uh, a Long Kiss Goodnight almost made my list. Great movie. Almost Rennie Harlan-directed film. Great movie. In the Line of Fire, Fugitive Braveheart, True Lies, Tombstone, which we didn't get in any kind of Western movies. No, because I think we said we're going to do a Western movie yeah, draft. Cool. Um, I actually like The Mummy, 
the first one. Enemy of the State. Oh, Independence good. Day, Patriot Games. Uh, Last Boy Scout almost made it. I like the Presidio. The Presidio, that's Mark Harmon. Yes. Uh, Michelle think, Pfeiffer. Yeah. I and think it's uh, Sean Connery. Yeah, Connery, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy, I haven't seen that in 30 years. That's when Sean Connery beats the guy up with just his thumb. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> I didn't say any of the 007, Star Wars, Jason Bourne. Uh, See, this is Con Air. Con Air. I mean, this is why this was such a tough list to put together. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, that, was on, my sh- yeah, that was on my short all right, list. So, all right. I, I, I have more, but that's fine. All right. Well, I put a little uh, little thing post out on uh, on the Facebook group. There's, for the listeners out there, we have a private Facebook group, the Dana Buckler Show, which there's a link in this episode's show notes where you can join the group. Love to have you part of the group and join the conversation. I just put, we're recording another movie draft this Sunday. The genre will be action films. What action movies would make your top 10? And I just want to go over some of the responses I got. Uh, Eamon Sullivan, he just put one on there, which is Raid Redemption. I have yet to see the Raid movies. I'm told they're amazing. Ryan Copeland, he put in no particular order, Terminator 2, John Wick 2, Skyfall, Die Hard, Winter Soldier, Fury Road. He put Matrix 2 because the Chateau fight into car chase sequence, Raid Redemption, Desperado, Rambo 2. Barry Metcalf put Terminator 2, Aliens, John Wick, The Matrix, Heat. Heat's a great movie, great movie. And Bullet, the old Steve McQueen film. Cool. Austin James Olsen put Point Break, Die Hard, Mad Max Fury Road, Top Gun, Braveheart. Braveheart's awesome. Good movie. Awesome. Uh, Peter Scheller put... Point Break, First Blood, Die Hard, Predator, Terminator 2, and Universal Soldier. The old Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren oh one. That one was directed by uh, the same guy that did Independence Day, uh, Roland Emmerich. Uh, Matty Fack put in no particular order, Terminator 2, Die Hard, John Wick, Predator, The Matrix, The Raid, Hard Target, Mad Max Fury Road, Point Break, Oh, Mission Impossible four through six. You pick. <laughs> those are those are all great they're movies. Great, they're great. Chris Williams put Aliens, Fury Road, Accident Man, Dread. Dread's made mm-hmm. it on the list here. John Wick, Commando, and Speed. Avon McElroy put three hundred. There you go. There we go. There we go. Three hundred. Top Gun, Die Hard, The Patriot, Man on Fire, The Equalizer One and Two, American Gangster, The Book of Eli. I think she's a Denzel Washington fan. You think? <laughs> you think? <laughs> uh, the Town, The Departed. Great. The Town's that, great. Both Oof. of them are. Both of them are. The amazing. Departed, The Last Samurai. You know what? Have you seen The Last yes, Samurai? Yes, that's good. that's a good movie. How about Forty Seven Ronin? Have that's you a, seen that? I with Keanu. That's Keanu. Yeah, I, I haven't seen yeah. it. I, I want to watch. The that. Accountant, Gladiator. She put sorry. More than 10, but I had to share. Mike Gallagher put, I feel like Hardcore Henry is definitely on my list somewhere. Hardcore Henry is a movie that's done in a first person, kind of like video game perspective, okay. the entire movie. I've actually never seen it. Nobody so, said Howard the Duck. I can't believe it. Uh, shockingly that Howard the Duck didn't yeah, make that's that. That's a great movie. And then the Vern put John Wick Trilogy, Kill Bill Volume 1. Dread making it. I got a lot of kill bills. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people want it. I don't know if they meant that to me or they wanted the movie. I don't know. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Hannah. Hannah's a good movie. Hannah from No, no, just it's called Hannah. Oh, okay. That's a good movie. The Matrix, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Mm. Mad Max, Fury Road. And then I'm just gonna switch over to Twitter because I did put this out on Twitter. Hang on just a second here. I got a couple responses on I, Twitter. I can add some here too, actually. Let's see. On Twitter, Chris Williams put Aliens 100%, but also Dread, Fury Road, Commando, Accident Man, The Transporter, John Wick. Transporter. That's great. Uh, let's see. Bill Searcy put Pro versus Joe. 
Yeah. And my name is Mr. Joe. <laughs> oh, that was me. That was you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Seth at Hugo's Their Podcast said, uh, top of my head, Aliens, Predator, The Transporter. I haven't seen The Transporter. Yeah, that was is the that beginning Jason's, of him. That's Statham. Jason yeah, Statham. That's kind yeah. of the beginning of him being action. The Born Identity Speed. And then I put this will be, be this will be by far the most challenging list for me to put together. So, guys, thank you for giving us your picks there. Run? Yeah, Bill, can, what do you can have I here? Run through? So, uh, I, when I uh, referenced my boys there at the Turnpike Cup, they gave me a bunch. I'll, I'll run through some of them, too. Just You never know. You haven't seen it. Maybe you want to. So, uh, Stephen Roof said Kill Bill. Bill Blankenship said True Romance and Heat. Uh, Scott Shannon, Gangs of New York. That Gangs never came up. That's yep. an awesome movie. Yep. Pulp Fiction came up. Uh, somebody said Best Zombie Movie Ever, 20... Eight days later. That's a great movie. I don't know if I put that in as an action movie, right, I don't but know. I would definitely agree that it's one of the best zombie films yeah, ever th- made. Th- this guy, when I asked this, he he was sending comedies. I'm like, dude, I said action movies. <laughs> uh, Stephen Roof said Jeepers Creepers filmed here in Marion County, and I made a ton of money working on the set. I did not know that. Yeah, That's it was fil- like, filmed in Denellen. I know, and I guess he was in the movie. He's in in the movie. One okay. of my buddies. That's yeah, yeah. kind of cool. Somebody said Spaceballs. This is the same guy. I'm like, dude, come on. I said action movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, aliens, Predator. My buddy Rob Main said Aliens, Predator. Let me, let me uh, call out a couple more of these guys. Nick Gilbert said Jason Bourne movies. Yeah. Uh, Except the one with Jeremy Renner. Who, oh, that's not. The Bourne movie yeah. with Jer- Jeremy Renner. Not good. He doesn't, he doesn't have the Matt Damon oh, charisma. Got, right, dude. Oh, I got Yeah, he yeah. made it after. I yeah. Gotcha. All right. uh, let's see. Some of these I cannot say. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. I don't know if that's really action. It's got a couple sequences, but I don't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put that as a classic action movie, but I think it's a phenomenal movie. Byron Hobson said Rambo and John Wick. Nick Gilbert, Nick. Uh, said John Wick. So that's where we, this yeah. is where we got the John Wick. Somebody said Rocky. I'm like, come on. <laughs> uh, Rod Robles, Die Hard and John Wick. Yeah. See, Rob Main, Return of the Jedi. He's a Star Wars freak. Uh, you know what? I think any of the first three Star Wars movies could have made the list easily. Yeah. We didn't even, we didn't even get to that. Uh, I'm all right. So I just wanted to call out. I, I don't think I have any more. Django. Django. Yeah. Bloodsport. Robbie Cunningham. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Yeah. Bloodsport the- made the list here. He also said Lionheart. Lionheart. Let me tell you something. I, uh, I know a little bit about Lionheart. Okay. Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. is in the French Legion. He's in the, he's the French Legion and his brother is killed in a cocaine deal gone wrong. And he has got to go back. He's got to go to America to help take care of his brother's wife and daughter. And he gets into, uh, underground street fighting in New York, then goes out to Los, goes out to Los Angeles. Boy, that Canadian accent came out for a second. Yeah, it did. Goes out, to, goes out. Yep. I've been, been trying to suppress that for 20 years. Out in a boot. Uh, he goes out to, uh, Los Angeles and, and, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I love Lionheart. Good pick. Matthew Valella, The Saint. The Saint. That's the old Val Kilmer. I think uh, Elizabeth Shue is in that movie as well, if I remember Elizabeth correctly. Is the Master of Disguises, right? That's that's a remake, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think know. so. I, I think so. I think it's a remake. All right. All right. All right. That's good. Okay. So I think I think they're pretty good. So, Bill, if people want to follow you on social media, how can they do that? Yeah, on Twitter, I'm uh, at UCFalum98. Uh, most of my posts are sports related, but, uh, I'm being pulled, uh, Dana's way. So I am the, uh, movie Joe, I guess I'll call myself. Glad to be a part of this one again. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to uh, do my best here to hang with Dana. He is the pro. I'm the Joe. We're, we're, uh, we're recording this the Sunday before the Super Bowl. Uh, this episode, if all goes according to plan, will be released before the Super Bowl. You can't see Bill, but he is, uh, head to toe, uh, in Tampa Bay Buccaneers gear. He, uh, along with his wife are the two 
two most loyal Tampa Bay Bucks fans I've ever met living in Florida. So, Bill, I'm very happy that uh, that you guys are are not only in the Super Bowl, but your home field, le- legitimately home First field advantage. Ever. Longtime listeners know I'm a diehard Patriots fan, so obviously Tom Brady's my boy. I'm pulling for him, so uh, good luck to you on that one. Thank you. Can't wait, and we're going. Yes, and you're going. Yeah, you're I'll going. Be there. You're going to be there. The next draft we're going to do. We were just when we weren't we're recording. We we're talking about a few different options. We've got, uh, you know, we got westerns. You know, there's there's a few other crime yeah, movies. Pick. Crime yeah, movies. Crime. So, listeners, let us know. You want us to do westerns next? You want us to do crime films, which could include gangster movies? You know, there's a ton sure. tons of those. Um, so just let us know. So if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at Dana Buckler Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Dana Buckler. I'm on Instagram at the Dana Buckler Show. I'm on Instagram at Real Dana Buckler. If you want to email the show with questions or comments, you can do so at the Dana Buckler Show at gmail.com. So, Bill, my friend, thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for having me. I had a blast again. Hopefully, I said two or three movies that you haven't heard of or seen before, and I uh, look forward to doing it again, man. Perfect. All, All right. right. And until next time, my name is Dana Buckler, and thank you so much for listening.